This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Jordan Bastner, MLB.com Indians reporter. The final podcast of the offseason, Jordan, you said? Oh, it's, this is, these have been lovely conversations. I'm going to miss them. Yeah, absolutely. The season obviously getting going next Thursday. All 30 Major League teams in action on opening day for the first time in uh, many a year. I think it's 50 years. I could be off on that. But uh, but first time ever, I think, for all 30 teams since the league has grown that far. So we're going to get some big picture topics in on this podcast, but also some news and notes from the week for the Indians. And I want to start with Michael Brantley. Uh, making his Cactus League debut here tonight, I believe, as we record this on Wednesday. How uh, how in doubt is opening day? Is there a chance he could be ready? Yeah, I, I do think there's a chance. Um, I think the fact that they're playing him now is a good indication um, that there is a chance. You know, They could have tried to hold him out of Cactus League games and, and just have him play in the minor league setting, but you know they want to get him in there against some big league pitching. And as everyone knows, towards the end of camp, you get a little bit better quality pitching as Camps are getting thinned out, and teams are getting closer to, you know, putting their opening day rosters together. So this will be a good test for him um, to get in there and, and see how he reacts. A year ago, when he was coming back from uh, shoulder issues, he didn't make his spring Cactus League debut until I think it was March 20th, off the top of my head. So similar type time frame, although opening day was a little bit later last year. But the difference being. Last year, it took a while for him to ramp up his hitting because it was a shoulder injury. This year, because it was coming back from the ankle issue, he's been hitting all spring. It's just been the the running elements that have been slower uh, to be introduced to his program. So when he steps in, you know he's been facing live pitching. He's been facing minor league pitching. He's been doing all his cage work all spring. He's been doing regular batting practice all spring. You know, so I think that that part of the game already being in place could make uh, you know his ability to play a little more realistic. And then, you know, it's there if he does make the opening day roster, there's still the potential to sort of build in off days early in the season, um, depending on who else makes the team. You don't need to necessarily throw him out there for every single game out of the shoot in April. But if the Indians want to make sure that that is how he's available for every game. Then if his comeback, uh, you know, lingers a little bit into April, I don't think they'll hesitate along those lines. But to answer your question, no, I don't think opening day is unrealistic right now. All right. Uh, cuts continue to be made. And a couple of veterans, Ryan Hannigan's been around a long time, a good solid uh, backup catcher most of his career. Melvin Upton Jr., both of them released by the Indians. Now, Hannigan, obviously, it's a it's just a, I guess for both guys, it's a numbers game. But when you have Jan Gomes and Perez and really Mejia, too, who will be start the year in AAA, but that kind of organizational depth, that catcher, tough to find room for Ryan Hannigan. Melvin Upton Jr. kind of had a shot this spring, right? But he struggled a bit at the dish, 7 for 37 
on the spring. Um, when those two guys were brought in, Jordan, did you think either of them would end up on the opening day roster, or was this kind of a, an inevitability? Well, Hannigan, um, to start with him, I think that was more of a situation where you know, the Indians wanted to have a veteran depth guy behind Gomes and Perez in case something were to happen. You know, they would have that veteran guy where maybe if they weren't confident that Mejia or Eric Haas were ready to be the next man up, you know, you sort of wanted that veteran in place as that insurance policy. But Eric Haas and Francisco Mejia, who are the both uh, players that the Indians are very excited about, are going to AAA. So it, there's not a lot of room in the inn. Um, I would imagine, you know, that a guy like Hannigan, if he was willing to, to stay in the minors, you know, maybe that would you know, be of interest, but this is a situation now where, you know, kind of like with Upton, he can pursue other jobs or see what other options are out there. Um, and with Upton, I think when we arrived in spring training, he looked like the favorite for that complimentary role for the outfield, a guy that they could use against left-handed pitching, similar to Austin Jackson. Last year, Terry Francona spoke very highly of his off-season conversations with Upton, but when they were able to bring Rajay Davis into camp, you know, that sort of made the, the situation for Upton a little more complicated. And the reason they do the, the move right now at this point, rather than wait uh, until the, the day that they have to make a decision on Upton, given his contract terms, which is, I believe, Saturday coming up, you know, this way he can, you know, ex- similar to Hannigan, explore what other options might be out there. You know, if there's injuries with other teams and a major league opportunity is there, uh, maybe he can go and, and explore that, but the Indians expressed that they would have interest in keeping him in the minor leagues if he was willing to do that. Uh, so I think right now, just from what we've seen in camp, there were other guys ahead of Upton. Roger Davis uh, looks like the Roger Davis that we all remember from a couple of years ago, and he's in a, a great position to make the team. So I think they just that's sort of how the chips fell with Upton. All right, let's talk big picture a little bit, looking back at spring training as we near the end and also looking ahead to the regular season. Um, what turned out to be the biggest storyline this spring for the Indians, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it would be easy to go with Brantley uh, and another comeback, but I feel like that's been the big storyline every spring. <laughs> you could go with Danny Salazar's uh, setback. You know, He's still working his way back from a shoulder issue. You know, As we've mentioned on this podcast a few times, we came into camp thinking – there was going to be a big rotation competition, and that sort of was eliminated on day one when we found out Danny Salazar uh, was going to be several weeks behind the rest of the pitching. So I, I think, to me, the, the bigger story was the development of Francisco Mejia. You know, this kid looked a lot more comfortable in big league camp this year. You know, they were very high on what he was able to do, um, the strides he made uh, behind the plate catching-wise, and a lot of praise around you know from teammates from evaluators from Francona about how polished of a hitter Francisco Mejia is but as we noted just a minute ago when you've got Roberto Perez and you've got Jan Gomes two very established uh catchers especially on the defensive side running one of the game's best pitching staffs there's not a lot of room for Francisco Mejia at the moment so when he goes down to the minor leagues I think what makes this one of the bigger stories of the spring is he's now going to get work in the outfield when he's not catching. And that's because if they can find a way to expedite his path to the big leagues, you know, if they feel that his bat is the best bat available to help make an impact in the majors at some point, if there's a setback for the team or 
uh, anything at the big league level that would necessitate bringing up someone to help. They don't want Mejia to be in a situation where he's blocked if he's the best bat available. So he's going to get some time in the outfield in the minor leagues, and I think we're probably going to see him at some point this summer. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to see. I'd love to see his hit, his bat at the, the major league level. It's going to be a good time. All right, next question. What was the biggest position battle? Um, and this is less important, I guess, for an Indians team that, that is so much uh, kind of in place here as it contends for a World Series. What was the biggest position battle? Who's going to win? Yeah, like I said, the Salazar situation sort of robbed us of that rotation right, competition. Yeah. So the battles in camp this spring, which have been really hard to figure out who is going to win, have really been the sort of last spots in the various aspects of the roster, whether it's the complementary outfield guy, like we mentioned with Rajay Davis or Upton or Tyler Naquin or uh, some of those guys, or the last spot in the bullpen where you've got a bunch of guys in on minor league deals and a kid in Ryan Merritt who's out of options trying to find his way onto the staff. But to me, I think the more interesting uh, competition that we've had this spring was for the utility job. You know, it's not really exciting, but when you've got Giovanni Urshela and Eric Gonzalez, guys who on other teams could potentially be starting caliber players, especially on the defensive side of things, you know, these guys are fighting for a utility job because the Indians have a couple guys named Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor and Jason Kipnis sort of occupying those spots in the infield, and both of these guys are out of options. So the Indians sort of go into spring training knowing one of these guys is going to get the job, and the other guy, uh, unless there's something unexpected like a DL stint, is probably going to get exposed to waivers and claimed for another team. So uh, that's been an interesting battle because they're both so good defensively, no matter where you put them in the infield. Um, offensively, they're different players. Urshela isn't really known for his offense. Eric Gonzalez would probably be the better player over a full season if he were a starter. Um, but this is for a very limited part-time role, so it's hard to project which guy would be better there. So that's kind of been the most interesting battle that we've had this spring. Uh, you talk about young players, and obviously this is an Indians team that will depend on those guys over time as a smaller market team. So what prospect, we talked about Mejia a little bit already, mm -hmm. maybe he's the guy, but what prospect stood out the most to you this spring? Yeah, I think Mejia's the obvious one there, but I'll go in a different direction since we already spoke on him. Bobby Bradley uh, really wowed people this year in spring. Um, you know, he dropped about 30 pounds. He's a first-base prospect. Uh, and uh, Terry Francona really was blown away by sort of the, the physical makeover that Bobby Bradley undertook. And, and now he's been building strength back up after losing a bunch of weight. And, uh, so he continues to be one of the best power-hitting prospects uh, at first base for the Indians and uh, a guy that because he – you sort of got into a different physical shape, looked a lot more athletic in the field, you know, runs the bases a lot better, says he feels like a different guy. And I think there's just a heightened level of excitement surrounding Bobby Bradley right now as he goes back to the minors to start his season. And when you sort of start to forecast down the road and you look at Yonder Alonso signed to a two-year deal, you could maybe see that end of the Yonder Alonso's contract being – the potential starting point for Bobby Bradley's career with the Indians. And just quickly, I touched on him earlier, but Eric Haas, uh, everyone sort of focuses on Mejia uh, and his catching ability and being the Indians' number one prospect. But Eric Haas had a dynamic spring, um, especially behind the scenes, impressing Sandy Alomar Jr. and Terry Francona and making them think that 
that behind Gomes and Perez, it's not just Mejia. They have another prospect that's very promising as well in Haas. Yeah, scary that they have the depth that they do uh, as far as backstops go. We know the Indians are capable of getting to a World Series. They did it two years ago. Uh, So my final question for you, Jordan, is what's the biggest question mark that has to be kind of answered in order for them to do it? Yeah, and I think health. And I know every team can say that. But this year it really feels like the the depth behind – especially the rotation in the bullpen is a little thinner than it has been in previous years where if the rotation had one or two injuries or setbacks or the bullpen, you know, suffered a keen loss, then all of a sudden there's a lot of question marks there about, uh, you know, how, how strong that pitching can be. Obviously right now with everyone healthy and the, and the pitching staff intact with the exception of Salazar, this still remains one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. And that's sort of, the reason for optimism that this team can uh, once again contend for not just the division but for the World Series. So I think injuries, health is going to be the big thing. Uh, Brantley's coming back. Kipnis dealt with stuff last year. Uh, and, you know, like I said, that depth behind the rotation looks pretty thin if you start running into issues with one or two of those top guys. All right, this has been a lot of fun throughout the off season. Now it's time to get into the real stuff with baseball starting up next week. Jordan, thanks for being a part of this throughout the off season. No problem. And thank you out there for listening. And this has been MLB.com Extras, our Indians edition. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.